This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. God, they're so loud. What is going on over there? They're taking the dogs out. Wow, what an event. No kidding. <laughs> he said, what an event. <laughs> oh, Nick. Tell her you're doing God's work. Damn right. <laughs> God. As Michael Myers always said. I can't talk to her about this stuff. She'll be like, that's cool. That's nice. As she gives you the most dramatic eye roll. Exactly. See, mm-hmm. you get it. You get it. I get it. I get, get it. it. The side piece understands. Mm-hmm. You know, Nick, I think I think Nick's mad, or uh, not Nick, Paul. I think Paul's mad at you. Oh, yeah? What, yeah, yeah. what for this time? <laughs> He's like, you always want to record with Nick, and you don't never want to record with me. Well, is he, uh, is he as available? Well, and that's one thing that I said to him. I said, look, like we always record Tuesday nights, and you know, the past few weeks, I'm not even home Tuesdays, you know? So we had to push it to like Wednesday or Thursday. And then yesterday, um, I was like, just find somebody to cover. Uh-huh. He's like, you never want to record with me anymore. <laughs> hey, let him know we haven't recorded in a week, so. Well, I, I did. I did. Oh. And, and the did thing you... is, like, you know, I, 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 he understood completely. You know, the thing about uh, when we do Valiant Central is, uh, you know, are you cooking uh, for the headphone listeners and Martin Ferretti, I am cutting up strawberries to have tomorrow. Oh, look at you. Mm-hmm. I had some pork stir-fry tonight. I'll tell you about that later. Ooh, please do. Brought to you by our new sponsor. And who's that? Not Magic Dough. No? No, it was not Magic Dough. Man. Apparently Magic Dough wants to sponsor uh, the Open Bar episode. Well, they should definitely sponsor that, but I thought they also wanted to sponsor VCP. Well, apparently they sponsored VCP as well. Look at that. But not, have... not the Nerd Legion podcast. They must have a lot of money in their pockets. Well, you know, it's magic. That's true. Very Anyways. true. Um, but just just to let Tessner know, yes, he, he's more than welcome to come on Nerdy Legion whenever he wants to. Dude, I told not... him that. It's not our fault that he only wants to do two podcasts. I told him that because he's been reading all those books lately. And I'm like, dude, oh, what was it? He got, uh, he got all those image books on the sale like you did. Yeah. And I was like, dude, you should come to Nerd Legion and talk about it. Guess what? No comment. And then, and then his response is, I don't have time for all that. No comment. But uh, I don't even know what I was saying. Nick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Uh, I was like, you know, the thing about about BCP is we, we, we talk Valiant. You know, sometimes yeah. sometimes I just don't feel like talking Valiant. We'll, we'll get to that later. Sometimes it goes off the rails and you guys do talk about other things. But sure. But it, take, it takes a lot to sway you from the topic. Well, and so the thing is, like... It's, and it's, I appreciate it's, that. It's, I respect it's, that. Well, it's, it's Valiant Central, right? So yeah. centrally, we talk about Valiant. Right for sure, but the That's thing about the thing about uh, sure, absolutely. But the thing about this show is, I don't need to worry about it. No, you know? I'll just come on. Like right, like tonight, you like ideas, and that we will have a topic later. 
Mm-hmm. Well, actually, we have a couple topics, mm-hmm. but uh, I didn't plan on a topic. You know what I mean? I like to put uh, I like to put baby bumpers up up on the our roller coaster, and you like to free ball it, and I respect that. Yeah, you know, I, I like to uh, I, I like to take your baby bumpers and uh, shove them up somebody's ass. And I know you also respect what I want to do. Oh, absolutely. I, just, I, I, I like having I like having theme episodes. I guess what if you want to talk like trailers? Okay, at least now I have two hours to go and watch the trailers, so we have something to talk about. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's not a lot of preparation. It's just there's. There's things that might irk me that I want to talk about. So, are, are you trying to segue me into this? I'm not talking about this right now. No, not at all. I I was talking about the the episode topic about um, bathroom etiquette that I want ah, to go yes. into somewhere down the line. But oh, oh we, that... we we need to talk about bathroom etiquette. Oh, and also, okay, well, we're gonna do that. That'll be a whole separate episode. Sure. Um, but getting back to Tessner, mm-hmm. I know that. I guy. don't. I don't think he realizes that we record usually twice a week. So True. when he's like, man, you guys are like, you know, every every time he turns around, there's a new episode with Nick and Paul, Nick and Martin, you know? Yes. So he, there is. he might not he might not peek behind the curtain enough to realize that. Sure. Well, and I mean, he, he should realize that, right? Because he's doing that black and white comics podcast. And that's like a different thing every week. You know, like granted, granted, they're reading the books way ahead of time. You know what I mean? But also, he's not stockpiling, unlike we are. Well, so even he even do, when he you does tell stockpile. Paul, I I can't record. You know, I can't record with you. I'm too busy. I'm too busy. But then I'm sure he sees like, huh? Here's another episode of Nerdy Legion or whatever. Sure, but the, like, but the thing is, the thing is, you don't have a young child at home, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so you can record at nine, ten o'clock. Plus, you're an hour behind me. Yeah, right? which helps. So, with my long hours, I have to record later. Which this podcast is fine because we always did about nine o'clock Martin time, eight o'clock yep. Nick time. You know, mm-hmm. so that's fine. That usually works. Um, but it doesn't always work. You know, like how many times do we push back the Starman episode? Oh yeah, for right? sure. And I mean, yeah, that... we we all finished it like two months ago. You know what I mean? Um, just to give you an update. Mm-hmm. Did you did you read I, ahead? I already have volume four You're done. Such an ass. Oh, it's so good. You're such an ass. I need to do I, that. I only wait until we record to be able to start the next volume. <laughs> so that that is like, oh, it's so hard to wait. Well, you know, after our discussion. Whenever, whatever week that was, when that come out last week, last year, whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I looked up a little bit about Starman history, and apparently the last issue didn't come out for like a long time after the series was over, because the last issue is a tie-in to Blackest Night. Correct. I did not know yeah. that. It came in. It came out during Blackest Night. I did not know that. And then he did a shade mini, and I think that was it. Mm. I know. Mm. It ain't right. You're wrapping it up, buddy. You hear about Tony Harris? No. Oh, man. What happened? Do we want to talk about this? I mean, I don't want to spread rumors, even though they're true, but I don't want to spread rumors. (laughs) Well, then I want to hear them. Speak the truth. So, so, you know, we, we like Tony Harris. 
right? Not sure. Or He's doing it. Blood Blister for yeah. Aftershock. Yeah, well, he was. He was, yeah. Because apparently he got arrested? Oh, oh can I guess? Ooh, ooh, no, ooh. I... Yes, guess. No, I better not guess. No, 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 <laughs> this, is, this will be good. Let's play a game. Um, it's called... The, the new game is called Why Did Tony Harris Get Arrested in 2017? I'm guessing for very illegal substances. Ooh, that's a good guess, but that's incorrect. Mm-hmm. Ooh, All right, let's, okay. do, let's do one more. Let's do one more. What well, the o- the only other one that I would guess is um, something very dark. So I don't Ooh. know if I want to say that. Ooh, something dark, like yeah. uh, what's that movie? Hostel. He was he was participating in Hostel. That's pretty dark. I I'm going. I was I was thinking more. He had sex with a fan, and oh the fan God. was underage, that type of thing. The fan was actually an alien from outer space. That would be awesome. It was a cross-species, cross-gender, weird thing. That would be cool. No, fill me in. I don't know. I don't know if this is true. I, I, don't, I don't look this stuff up, you know? Mm-hmm. I, don't, mm-hmm. I don't... Listen, Nick, I don't read the news, Okay. <laughs> I have people tell me the news. You know, I should change my name to Donald Trump. Okay. That's true. My yeah. my advisors just give me the news. It doesn't matter uh-huh. if they're made up and fake. I just read them. Like, yep, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Why get it from reputable sources? But so you're, what you're I, trusting these people to give it to you. I, I what apparently it was some domestic violence thing. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. Not good at all. So, uh, so they changed the artist in Bloodbuster. Wow. 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 Wee wah. Now, like, I, like I said, I don't want to spread rumors. You know what I mean? I'm not spreading rumors. And I don't yeah. know. I don't know the whole story. I'll, I'll find that from Ronnie after this podcast when we record after Shock Central. I'm sure but he knows. Obviously, Aftershock is thinking whether he's guilty or not, don't really want to be the company that is still employing him, whether he's innocent or guilty. Well, sure, but can you blame him? No, not right. at all. Hell no. And I mean, so so granted, right? Like, we're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. For sure. But at the same time, Nick, you know, the, the court of popular opinion, that's that's uh, that's pretty big. You know what I mean? That's some bad rep that would easily fall all over you. Sure. Yeah. Right. So that, ooh, that's that's rough. So, that's like, if rough. it's not true, then that's fine. You separate yourself from from the event, from the person, mm. uh, you know, in, in the hopes that it's not true. Mm-mm-mm. And this person can take their time to, you know, do what they're supposed to do. But at the Truth. same time, if it is true... You definitely don't want to be associated with that, you know? Yeah, you want to put space between it. Absolutely. And, I mean, that's too bad because I like Tony Harris. I like his art. I've never met the guy. Never talked to him. Never met him. Same here. I don't know anything about him. All I know is I like his art. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, Um, that's going to be rough. It is rough. That's going to be rough to repair his reputation. Sure. Innocent or guilty. Don't matter. Yeah, look at OJ. mm -hmm. He, He was innocent. Until he was yeah. robbing casinos and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. We were, uh, we were watching, what is it? 
was it Paradise Lost? Maybe. That was a that's a good one. The second one. Mm-hmm. When they go for the the retrial. Damien tries to sure. go for the retrial. Man, that the the dad, Mark Mark what's his name? Mark Byers. That sounds right. It's been years since I've the seen guy, it. The guy yeah. with the mullet. You know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. The guy with the mullet. God, he's fucking weird. You know he killed yeah. his kids. <laughs> it's just so odd. He's, he, he's the one. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Oh, he's the one. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know, like, if you watch a movie or especially with documentaries, right, you want to present, like, a certain viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like when Daryl and I talked about the uh, Batman and Bill documentary. That was yeah. one of the, the major things in that that I noticed was that they were really pushing a certain viewpoint on some things. And there were other things that were just kind of completely avoiding because maybe it would be counter what the main argument of the documentary would be. Yeah, it doesn't serve the narrative. Sure. But, I mean, this one, like, there's no narrative. Like, they just, they, they, they just talk to the guy. Or, matter of fact, mm-hmm. they don't even talk to him. They let him talk. And just like, this motherfucker right here, he's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. He killed those kids. That's where you don't want a lie detector, but good God, don't you wish you had Superman's power or Daredevil's power, where you can just be like, I heard that heartbeat skip. Mm-hmm. 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 I think we should rename this podcast, Nick. We should rename this to Shock Therapy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, "Man, I've got so many podcast ideas." And I was like, "I want to do, I want to do a Nerd Legion podcast, but not about comics." But then I was like, "Okay, we don't always talk about comics and Nerd Legion." Anyway. No, we don't. <laughs> we just do whatever we want. This is the perfect podcast. Hey, buddy, I don't know if you know this. I, I'm E3 is right around the corner. We will have an episode based on that. Oh, buddy, yeah. Hey, uh, we should do a little RIP for the PS3. No, dude, they, they, it's the last one. They they shipped the last one like a week ago. No, I'm I'm agreeing with you. That was a that was a sad hum. No more PS3s. Sad. I know. I might. Have, I still I, I still would say that's the okay. Where would you rank them? On a scale of one to ten, where one is Donald Trump and ten is no. the Sega Dreamcast. No rank. PS1, PS2, PS3, PS4. Oh. Um, well, I, ha- I would put I, I would put PS3 at the bottom. So so I don't have a PS4. Now I've played it, but I don't own one. Gotcha. With that said, um, since Xbox came out, I've always been an Xbox guy. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I'm a PC gamer, right? Because I'm I'm part of the master race. Yep. You I, like the clickety clack. Yeah, I like the clickety clack. Click, click, bang, bang, bang. But um, I, I still have a, a special place in my heart for the, the original PlayStation, Nick. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it was it was fantastic. Um, just kind of out of nowhere. Now, granted, if you know the backstory, it's kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I just uh, I, I read that book recently, Console Wars. And they don't go. Don't, they don't go into uh, very deep. Uh, the launch of the PlayStation, but you know, uh, they were gonna be. It was gonna be like an add-on to the Nintendo, to the Super Nintendo. 
Sony Sony was doing the the CD add-on for the Super Nintendo. I think it was Super Nintendo. I'm pretty sure it was. Maybe it was the N64. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, no, I think it was the Super Nintendo. It was Super Nintendo, right? Yeah. And that kind of went the way of the Dota, because you know Nintendo. They just uh, Nintendo does what Nintendo does. You know what I mean? Yeah, they can shift on on a dime. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but so when that fell through. Sony and Sega were working like really, really close together. And again, like we just talked about how you have to verify your source. This is like the topic for tonight. Verify your sources. <laughs> um, because, you know, it, the majority of console wars is told from the viewpoint of people working at Sega. Okay. Um, so you get like a lot of Nintendo info and a lot of Sony info and, uh, you know, like when Atari came back, what was it? The, it wasn't the Turbo Graphics. What, what was the one that Atari had? The Jaguar. You remember the Jaguar? Yes. Yep. God, I wanted one so badly, but only because it was like $500 and everything else was like 200 and Yeah, like, and those, oh, game, those games were so expensive, too. Yes, yes, yes. They were like $80, $90 per game. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, so Sega and Sony were working together because Sony had never uh, worked on a console. And so Sega was like, pretty much training them on how to make games for consoles. Mm-hmm. And then after a little while, Sony's like, eh, we're going to do our own shit. Peace out, bitches. And uh, they put out the, the PlayStation 1. But uh, yep. so, so I would put the PlayStation 1 first. Um, I would put the PS3 next. And then the PS2. I'm going to leave PS4 last because I haven't had enough experience with it. So I don't know if that's fair. But that's how I would rank them. Interesting. Yes. I would go two, one, three, four. Mm. Because guess, no, that's fair. Because two is where they just crushed everyone. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. Because the, I mean, the PS2 was fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like, I just have this like nostalgic thing with the PS1. You know what I mean? For sure. So that's why it, it's like slightly edges the PS2. Understandable. Just slightly. Yeah, that that's a good good run. Just slightly. But uh huh, that's a good question. Uh Dreamcast, best console of all time though. Wow. Big statement. No, it's it's a true statement. Is Dude, it? you can play yes. Alright. So the execution just, the what, execution just because you can just because you can go online, you can plug plug in a wire and go online. Uh wait. Listen, this is important though. Oh, Okay, so people that aren't gamers are going to be like, fuck this, I'm here to t- listen to comics. Listen, fuck you, we talk about what we want. Okay, right now we're talking video games. Um, the Dreamcast was amazing. And yes, it was one of the, the first consoles to get online gaming correctly. So that's important. But again, we've mentioned this before. I'm not a big like multiplayer guy. You know what I mean? Like, granted, Hearthstone is my jam, and that's... That's not really a single-player game, um, but it, 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 it's it's different the way it's set up. Mm-hmm. But with with games that I typically like to play, which would be like first-person shooters, for example, um, mm-hmm. and I'll just say that because a, a lot of the online community for gaming is really into multiplayer first-person shooters. Sure. All right, let me tell you, I own the the new Doom that came out last year. I bought it. Haven't played a fucking second of multiplayer because I don't give a shit. Okay. Still a great game. Still a great, it's a fantastic game. 
I bought yeah. it for twenty bucks, so I can't complain. Wow. Um, but the Dreamcast had like that. He they had the controller. Mm-hmm. With the little cartridge that you slip into the controller, you remember that? Yeah, for sure. It was the memory cartridge, but you could also play games on it. So you can pop it out, and it was like a little fucking Tamagotchi. Mm-hmm. And you could play, like, mini games from whatever save games you had. Um, it was awesome, dude. I loved it. I agree. It is awesome. It's ahead of its of time. Tech. But see, that's the, that's the problem. Ahead of its time. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And that's true for a lot of things. So I, I, w- I would go down the Super Nintendo road. As the best console ever? Yes, and then this is coming from somebody who did not own a Super Nintendo, mm. but the amount of franchise, huge, like stellar games from that era, wow, that's that's impressive. I can I can give you that. Here's the thing, though, and so, though, and just just one little other bit. Sure. And those are also the games that they have ported to their portable devices yes as well as now it's available for download on your wii yes like they have milked those franchises like crazy and the only reason is they still stand up and playing sonic playing soul caliber playing some of the other like dreamcast type games Mm -hmm. around that time Mm -hmm. i don't know if you could go back and say the same thing they're fun they're good Listen. But they're but they're not nearly as pixel perfect as a lot of those first party Nintendo games. If you're talking third party, oh my god, Nintendo falls flat almost all the time. Every every single console, yeah, you're right. Yeah. But uh don't talk shit about Soul Calibur. I can't tell no, you I'm just, I can't tell you how many quarters I I dropped in that machine. Agreed. But I don't think you'd want to play it now. Mm, where you could fire I up wanna play it. But you could fire up, you know, it, a Zelda, you could fire up a Mario. You know, there's so many like big character type games from Nintendo from that era, and you really wouldn't miss it that much. It wouldn't. It's not like you pop when you pop in an Atari game. Oh, holy Christ! Or even a PlayStation One game. Mm. Wow, can you see a lot of the issues? But I, I still will whistle the Mario theme song here and there. You know, like oh, sure. there's just stuff that's ingrained in me, yet I never played any of those franchises till my Game Boy. Look, here's the thing. So the first console I ever owned was an NES. Okay? The nice. original NES. Um, the first two games that I owned were Super Mario Brothers 3 Ooh. and Duck Hunt. Okay. So, All right. Still till now. Those are that still, was probably bundled in. They, they yes, they were both bundled in. As a matter of fact, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, by the way, that was uh, a strategy that Sega originated. Um, Very smart. Yes. So it gets it gets every parent right around Christmas time. But but even now, Super Mario Brothers three and Duck Hunt are two of my favorite all time games, just because they were the first. <laughs> sure. Okay? Yeah. Now I cheated like a motherfucker in Duck Hunt. Okay, I had the light gun right up to the fucking TV. Yes, and I just pow, 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 pow. Okay, I was awesome, but I was a cheater. <laughs> Super Mario Brothers three, still to me. Now I've I've played every single Mario game. Still to me, uh-huh. the best Mario game of all time, simply because of that motherfucking raccoon feather. 
<laughs> that made you fly. You know what I'm. You know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. Now, how raccoons got feathers, I don't know. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It was awesome. But that tail was working. God, that thing was so good. I remember yeah, playing that game, and I was like, oh my god, how is he flying? And if you saw that Mario with the raccoon feather, the hat, the tail, on a t-shirt today, you'd be like, huh. And it would go through your head like, maybe I need that. Do I need that? I would definitely and, need that. And even if you didn't buy it, you'd be like, that's pretty cool. Nick, you know me. That, I would buy it like immediately. I know. But I'm just saying like Rampage. There's certain oh games my God, that Rampage, like. Rampage, yes. They're fun. Yes. But I just don't like they on the Dreamcast. There's certain games that I was just like, those are pretty cool. And for the time, they were like mind blowing. Sure. But I went from Atari 2600 to Sega Genesis, and then I finally was able to get a Nintendo 64, and it wasn't until the PS2 before I got that, mm. yeah. before I got a Sony device. You know, So I... it's like, I jumped around so much, but I was always like, oh my god, look at all of these great games that Sony has. Oh my god, look at all these great games Sega has. And yet, like, I go from Genesis not over to the Dreamcast. <laughs> it's like, man, Dude, I just missed it. I got I got the Dreamcast day of release. I was so excited. And then did you fire up Seaman when that came out? Uh, as a matter of fact, I did have Seaman. Of course you did. Are you excited for the sequel coming out? I didn't even know there was one. Yeah. But you know what I am excited for since you mentioned hmm. it, the Rampage movie? That'll be goofy. That'll be fun. It's got The Rock in it. It's going to be awesome. He's going to be our next president. I would love that as well. <laughs> yes. Sign me up. You, do you watch SNL? Uh, no, I haven't in years. Uh, he was uh, he was the, the guest host on the last SNL. Nice. And uh, it was the, the, the skit. Because, you know, they've been... Uh, there was like some survey or study or whatever. Uh, I'm assuming a joke one. But if no, were... it wasn't a joke one. Oh, it wasn't? It was a real one? No, Jimmy Fallon asked him about that uh, the really? week before he was on SNL. Yep. Well, so there was a survey, apparently a very real survey. If The Rock ran for president, would you vote for him? Or, yeah, like if he ran against Trump, right? That's what it was. Right. Um, and overwhelmingly, the answer was yes. And so the the main skit at the last episode of SNL was mm-hmm. The Rock announcing that he was running for president with Tom Hanks as his VP. Oh, my gosh. And it was hilarious, dude. It was amazing. I loved it. Like, SNL, SNL's got some real shit episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but that skit was really good. And I, as a matter of fact, you know, this season of SNL has not been too bad. But, That's uh, what I've heard. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it was pretty funny. The Rock's you awesome, know that, dude. You know this is a fantasy, though, right? Oh, I mean, sure. how how could he ever be president? He didn't, you know, he hasn't done anything in a political office yet. So obviously this is fantasy. I mean, isn't that what everybody said about Trump? I know. This is the connection I'm making. Hello. I know. I know. It was funny, too. I was listening to uh, Star Talk. I don't know if you listened to that. Mm-mm. It's uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson's podcast. Oh, yeah. I have heard episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I listened to the latest one. And the thing about that podcast is usually, like, because it's science, 
a lot of the time the the topics don't need to be timely um and so they're recorded like four five six months ahead of time nice and the latest episode was about ufos and it was <laughs> recorded before trump became president and wow. one of the things was something about like it's like saying um it's like you know donald trump's running for president like it's like saying he will actually win and i was like wow. oh my god did your editors not catch that? They should have caught that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they should have caught that. For sure. Um, anyway, but I mean, it doesn't really matter. Like, I think the audience that listens to that podcast are not people that vote for Trump. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. So so it wouldn't matter. Um, and I'm sure, like, we don't have listeners that voted for Trump. Because if they're still listening, they're fucking idiots. Because we make fun of them every week. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, it's true. It is true. It yeah. is true. Uh, anyways, I want to talk about this comic, Nick. Can we talk about a comic? Uh, that that would be nice. Yeah, let's sure. talk about a comic now that we're 30 minutes in. Is um, it the comic that I think you're going to talk yeah, about? Yeah, let's talk about that comic, the one that I forced you to read, and you the said one it was terrible. That, the one that after I read it, I said, damn you for it. <laughs> yes, now that I, exact one. Now I want to give them all of my monies. Right? Yes. All right, so we should clarify. We should clarify. Give some so, details. So I'm going to give some details. So the comic that we're about to discuss, and I'm going to talk about another one of their comics. Um, Perfect. Because there's only two. <laughs> yeah, but I I haven't read the second one, so this this will be... I I'm dying to hear what they did with it. Yeah, so, so the second one... I think came out last Wednesday. Um, I think that's right. It's uh, I'm not gonna say what it is yet. Um, I think it came out last Wednesday. I read it today mm-hmm. because I reread the comic we're gonna discuss, and I was like, man, this is so fucking good. Mm-hmm. And I need to give a shout out to friend of the show slash my nemesis Daryl <laughs> Taylor. Ooh, I like him. I do like him. I just pretend like he's my nemesis. I know he's your nemesis, but I like him. Team Daryl. <laughs> Hashtag Team Daryl. Um, Daryl does the Sunday Comics podcast. I don't know if you've heard mm. of it. I have. I've heard it. I've heard it, and I've heard of it. I'm pretty sure it's in the Daryl Taylor Network of Podcast. Oh, that's not what it's called. The Taylor Network of Podcasts. I'm pretty sure it is. Get um, it right. I don't Hashtag know. Team Daryl. Yeah, I don't know because I just got on Pocket Cast and I searched for Sunday Comics because I knew he was going to be starting it back up. Um, he had a really good episode a few weeks ago. Um, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was writing Postal and a couple other things. It was really good. good great episode. Um, you mean... Uh, crap, I had his name and now, now it escapes me. Ding dang it. Yeah, I, I don't remember because I know Sunday Comics Podcast came back and he released a few episodes and I had him... I, I was subscribed because I like when Daryl does a podcast... Uh, but I hadn't listened to them. And then we were going to like a one-year-old's birthday party at a skate rink. Like, who does that? One-year-old For... can't skate. Do they sit the one-year-old into like a size 13 skate and just throw it oh, down God, the roller rink? That would be so amazing. It'd be a lot better and smarter than doing a, a one-year-old roller rink. Like, you... 
please tell me the parents weren't like, we're going to do a lap with the kid in our arms while we skate around with roller skates on. Hope we don't fall. No, no, the only time the only time the Thank kid God. went on the skate rink was when um, they they called out all the birthday kids. Like there were three or four there. Um, there were a few parties there. And mm-hmm. so that's when he came out there. And, of course, his mom took him out. Um, on roller skates? No. Oh, thank God. Okay, no. good. Because <laughs> sometimes some parents can be fools. So so there is a reason why it was at a skating rink, but I don't want to go into it because it's super boring. So we're going to skip all that. All you need to know is there was this, a party for a one-year-old who can barely walk at a skating rink. And it was hilarious that... because the little kid... Um, there was there was pizza there and stuff. Um, the little kid, they had in in the party room that we were in, they had red carpet. Okay. Are you sure you were in a roller rink and you weren't in like a strip club? What's no, no, going no, no, on no. This here? is this is definitely at a roller rink. Matter of fact, it was okay. the, it, it was the first time Zoe skated by herself. Nice. Um, it took you know two of the three hours that we were there. Um, and she had she had gone skating before. Reagan loves skating, um, mm-hmm. and we used to go every Tuesday, but that kind of all went away. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Story's boring. Um, the point is, first time that Zoe skated by herself, but she was very excited. Um, can can I just say the that isn't the only the one thing that I need to know about this party? Okay, tell, I, I need I'll to tell know you whatever you want. Okay, good. Uh, I we need to open this up a little, this nut up a little bit. Um, I need to know: Did they play the Gap bands? You dropped a bomb on me. They did. Oh, that's so several good. times, as a matter of fact. Continue. Did they did they play Shalabar dancing in the sheets? Um, I don't remember that. Did they play Jungle Boogie? Yes, because that because that's an awesome skating song. Of course, of course. And did they also play? Oh shoot! There's a new one. Jump me into the uh, into the two thousands. There's Dude. one that's like Roller Rink or something like. Oh. I, don't, I don't listen to music. Mother ever. I listen to podcast. Dude, I subscribe to like seventy five podcasts. I don't listen to music. It's just podcasts. No, I'm just thinking of Roller Rink music. Oh, uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't pay attention. Right. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, some of them are pretty good. Okay. You know, and they have like a couple songs where there's like choreographed like dance skating moves around the skating rink. I don't know. I don't. Did know. they did they do a Belle Biv DeVoe poison? Oh my god, that would have been amazing. No. Darn it. Cuz that'd be a good that'd be a good roller rink song. I love Hell Belle yeah. DeVoe. Yeah. They had a new CD came out did. last year. It was amazing. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, anyway, so, so in, they had various party rooms and the mm-hmm. party room that we were in, the carpet was red. Mm-hmm. Apparently the carpet in all the party rooms is red. Mm-hmm. Why that is, I don't know, but apparently mm-hmm. it's been the same red carpet since the seventies. Ew. Okay. I'll continue. So there was pizza and a couple of like snacky things or whatever. Mm-hmm. This little kid's turning one. Now I don't, I, I know you don't have kids, Nick. Well, like you've got like nieces and nephews. You know, the best thing I think I would do is put that one year that toddler right on that sweet red carpet and and let him and her, him or her just zip around that sweet seventies carpet. Well, he That's was good. He, he was zipping around the carpet. Yeah, but and let me put tell your you, hands right in your mouth. For 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 people that have been around little kids for extended periods of time, 
Um, even if just for like, you know, family gatherings on the weekends or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, little kids love ketchup. <laughs> now, I know when Zoe, for example, was like two or three, she loved the shit out of some ketchup. Like, it, it's kind of gone away right now, right? Like, she still sure. loves ketchup. Yeah. But back then, like, when kids are like one, two, three, like, and you give them something that you can dip onto some kind of sauce. Right. Generally ketchup, right? Because it's, like, kind of sweet. You don't want to give it mustard. Kids don't like mustard. Kids don't um, like mustard. Maybe a barbecue sauce. Barbecue sauce might be okay, but definitely yeah. ketchup. Or, like, ranch. Oh, for sure. Ranch. A hundred... I would say 100% kid. Well, right. 90, 99% kids ketchup. Here, here's That's what kids do. Run. Here's what kids do. They take their chicken nugget. Mm-hmm. They dip it in the ranch or the ketchup. Yeah. yeah. They pull it out. It's fucking chock full of ketchup and ranch. You know what I mean? Like dripping. Oh, yeah. Dripping. yeah. They take it. They put it in their mouth. And they lick it. Mm-hmm. They suck on it. Yeah. They suck on it. And then they go up and dip it again. Ooh. And then they put it back in their mouth. Okay, so pretty they much just want to eat the ketchup. Yeah, pretty much all they're doing is licking ketchup. Okay, that's all they're doing. And, and you're now like, hey. all I all I want to do is eat chicken nuggets. Exactly. You're like, hey, eat your chicken nuggets. Yeah. And they're like, listen, I love the ketchup. I just want ketchup. Yeah, leave me alone, Dad. I'm using this as a utensil to get ketchup right. into my mouth. Well, I mean, if I was a smart parent. What I would have done is save money and just not bought them the fucking chicken nuggets. You know what I mean? I would just get yeah. them packets of ketchup. Yeah, here's a cup of ketchup. Yeah, here's stick, a cup of ketchup. Stick your spoon in that and enjoy. Bam. Some kids like that. As a matter of fact, Zoe, yeah. you said that I was ranch sometimes. Yeah, happy birthday. Um, anyway, you're not being you're not being a cheap father. I know. I mean, I, you're I was giving spending the kid money on what the nuggets. Wants. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was buying the nuggets. You're so. giving the kid what they want. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, so this kid like he, he eats his pizza. Oh, that's got to be some good pizza, right? I mean, I guess he had the what, same. What, he had mi- the same what slice microwave of pizza. did that pizza come out of? Oh, come God on, knows. Mark. I think it was from Little Caesars. Oh yeah. Um. Anyways, he would take the pizza. He would put it in his mouth. He would like suck on it for a minute. Yep. And pull it out, and then like maybe take a little bite. But see, yeah. here's what was missing, Nick. Let me tell you what was missing from this party. Okay, mm. there was pizza. Um, I don't think there were chicken nuggets, but there were like there was some other like dipping thing. Hmm. Uh, there were chips. There French were, fries. Uh, there were no French fries. Wow. There was uh, there was water. There was Coke. What? Um, but you know what? There wasn't at this party. Brown liquid. Ketchup. There was no ketchup at this party. Whoa, whoa. Okay. No condiments ca- of any sort. Who catered this crap hole? As a matter of fact, there was no Coke. It was water only at this party. Now, granted, what? This, is, this is a one-year-old. What? Okay, and a bunch of kids, like, a bunch of kids under under 12. Well, what about the parents? Exactly. Just like water. Like, everybody's getting water. You enjoy just water. the water. Just water. Yeah, oh, well, just else. water until we got there. Because, see... That's how we roll. Yeah, and, brown liquid. And so my wife says, uh, where's the Coke? Hmm. And they're like, well, it's just water. And she's like, oh, just water. Okay. Now, don't get me wrong. My wife loves water. Sure. I I do not like water. Water gives what? me heartburn. 
Okay, it gives me indigestion. I just can't drink water. Like I can drink oh seltzer water. I can drink seltzer water. You are such a fragile flower. I am. I'm a fragile flower. I can drink seltzer water, but I, I don't like water from a fountain. I don't like Dasani water. They're not a sponsor. I don't like uh, what's the other one? Aquafina. They're not a sponsor. No. Um, that's why I don't like them because they're not a sponsor. So. So uh, when your wife said, "Where's the Coke?" Yes. Then did you immediately chime in and go, where's the rum, too? Well, I thought about With it. With a little was... Martin Freddy wink right there? Well, I mean, you got to remember, like, I don't know these people, right? Like, Oh. So, so, so the party was, oh, boy. All right, so Reagan's best friend throughout mm-hmm, elementary mm-hmm. school, mm-hmm. her stepsister's kid. Stepsister's kid. Holy mackerel. Or half-sister. Half-sister's kid. So the half-sister's kid... So the half-sister only had about $45 for food and beverages. I mean, God, no. No, probably... No, I I doubt that's the case. I mean, like, she works. Her husband's in the military. Like, he's deployed overseas. Um, Hey, you're giving Little Caesars no ketchup. Well, like and the thing is, I don't only water. I, you know, I, I mean, what is this? The Bible? Listen, party? listen, What's listen, going on listen. Here? I'm, I'm not, I'm not judging. Okay, I'm not. Are they to Amish? Judge. I'll judge. I I'm not mind. judging. I'll judge. I'm not judging. Call me Judge Judy. I don't I'm, care. I'm not judging. The kids won. I'm not judging. But I will judge the kid. So let me continue the story. Sure. Because this, all this super long story about this party winds down to this hey for ready before this happens because i'm really stuck on the food <laughs> why if they're gonna serve up this crap meal i wouldn't yes. even call it a meal i wouldn't even call it appetizers yes and i understand this is a kid's party but you still have to have enough food variation for at least the adults to be right? able to enjoy that like if it's like just a kid's party you could just have like five pounds of mcdonald's french fries yes and you'd be done the kids would be like best party ever absolutely but nothing for the adults i would totally respect them if they're like hey can everyone bring their crock pots full of food and then all of a sudden here's martin freddy with his seven layer bean nacho dip see now you're talking in his three gallon crock pot and be like bam you know what just happened? The party just got started, people. Well, and so that was a thing, right? Because so it, this, this party was on a Sunday. This is like six six weeks ago. It's been a while. Sunday? Uh, it was on a Sunday. All right. Okay. It's the it Lord's Day. Which is the Lord fine. Drink, the Lord drinks water. You know what he does? He turns that water into wine. See? That's why I don't drink water, because the Lord Jesus provides me with boxes of wine every week. Right. So, um... It's a good thing we don't have any like super conservative listeners again. We we could we just lost them. I mean we just we alienate. That's all right. More and more That's people okay. every week. Who cares? That's all right. Listen, we don't, mind. we don't do this podcast for you. We do it for me and Nick <laughs> and Michael Myers, I, I guess. I do it for Michael Myers, Myers <laughs> and Daryl. So sometimes um, Ronnie, sometimes Ronnie doesn't get thrown under the bus. So, here, so here's the thing. Us. Here's the thing. So this party is it was at three o'clock. Three o'clock? I gotta work the next day. Three o'clock. Which is fine. No, it's fine. It's fine. I get it. Like, three o'clock. That's fine. 
right? Like if people go to church, they can go to church, and when they're done, they can go to the party. Sure. Or like if they sleep late, they can sleep late and go to the party, whatever. Hopefully, um, after I'm thinking after church, maybe there might be a, an ice cream or a coffee and donuts. See, like that, you and you and I are on the same wavelength. That the Ferretti family swung into, filled up on a little bit of carbs, a little bit of donatchkis, and then you swung by this party and you're like, you know what? I don't want any Little Caesars pizza. I had four donuts. No, there wasn't even that. Because let me tell you. So on hmm. Sundays, on Sundays, uh, Reagan and, and Heather, my wife, uh, they usually sleep fairly late. Like Reagan will wake up about 10. Heather sometimes, like, you know, before noon. We'll just say that. I love it. Okay. Now, if, if I'm off Sundays, mm-hmm. I'm so used to getting up super early, I'll generally be up about 8, 830. Nice. Unless Zoe's here, in which case I'll be up when Zoe's up, which is usually between 7 and 8. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Zoe was here that weekend. So she and I were up at 8 o'clock. Then I was like, we're going to this party. I don't want you to eat a whole lot. I have a bowl of cereal. Mm. Well, she's watching YouTube videos. She doesn't want it. Um, by the time she wants something to eat, it's like 1130. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, do you want me to make you something to eat? She's like, no, we're going to the party. I'll just have some cereal. I said, you know what? You're absolutely right, because I haven't had anything to eat yet. Yeah. I'm hungry, because I've been up for three hours. I haven't eaten since yesterday. You forgot to put your egg casserole in the crock pot. I didn't do my crock pot egg casserole. I'm hungry. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm hungry. Absolutely. And and I'm not going to eat till 3 o'clock when I go to this party. So I make her cereal. And I just made myself some coffee. So Heather wakes up. Heather wakes up. No cereal for you? Nope. I don't like cereal. Oh, okay. There's Uh, a lot of things you don't like. There's only two cereals that I, I enjoy eating. Ooh. Uh, one. Oh, let me guess. Let Uh-oh. me guess. Yes. You are they guess. child first? Are they child childhood favorites, or are they old man gross cereal? Uh, one is an old man gross cereal. Okay, that's grape nuts. No. Dang it. Basic food. Um, you know, you're supposed to let me guess. Oh, that's well, you the can, fun you, for me. All right, you can guess a... the other one. All right, it's a kid's cereal. Um, fruity pebbles. And if it's cocoa pebbles, then just be like, yeah, you got it. It's it's a kid's cereal, but it's not as full of sugar as the ones that you've mentioned. Yeah, but those are the only good ones that I want to mention. Um, you got to remember, I don't like like too many sweets. Captain Crunch. I do not like Captain Crunch. It's very sweet. <laughs> I know, but I just want to name them because I love them. Um, you can't name them. They don't sponsor this podcast. Raisin Bran. Ew. I know that's more adult, but that's still, gross. it's not as sugary. But it's no. not as sugary. That's uh, what I'm I'll going give you, for. I'll give you one more guess. Che- Cheerios. Ew, that's the worst one. No, Grape Nuts Cheerios? is the worst one. Sorry. No, bro. At least Grape Nuts taste no. like something. No, Cheerios Grape Nuts taste like, like you took... nothing. Cheerios taste like you, you, you got a, a delivery box from HelloFresh, okay? Who's not sponsoring the podcast, but they're delicious. Mm-hmm. It was left outside overnight in the mm-hmm. rain. You brought it inside. You cut it up into little circles, and you put it in a bowl, and you added milk to it, and that's Cheerios. I thought you were going to compare Cheerios to eating uh, styrofoam peanuts. Uh, that's, that that's, your hello. That would be the next analogy. That would be the next analogy. Darn it. Okay, then I am completely out of guesses. I love strawberry shredded wheat 
Those are both old man cereals. No, no kid, it's not. No, no kid no, 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 is no. like, Daddy, you know what I want? Frosted mini wheat. Hey, fuck hell you, I no. did. Get the hell out of here. Dude, the strawberry is... Yes. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, if it was if it was Frankenberry strawberry flavored, yes, that would be a kid's cereal. All right, I'll, I'll give you one guess to guess what my favorite childhood cereal was. I just guessed all my favorite ones. Tricks. Nope. Kicks. It was Kaboom. 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 <laughs> where are you? Where? Where's your mom's shop? <laughs> what the hell, Kaboom? Kaboom. Kaboom was out very briefly in uh, the <laughs> late '80s, early '90s. Uh, it was like uh, Lucky Charms, except uh, less lucky and uh, like tons more charms. It was pretty much like eating a box of marshmallows. Wow. That does sound good, but I think I think you re I think you reinvented your history because obviously Martin Freddy's favorite childhood cereal is the nineteen eighty nine Batman cereal. How you know the vintage of the cereal, I just I don't know. But I will well, tell it came you, out it came you. out based on the movie, so Yeah, but you, you gotta remember that was not my favorite movie. I know, but still, it was Batman, so I sure. could see you being like, Mom, this is my favorite cereal. Nope. It was not And it my was, favorite. like, god-awful. I will tell you, my second favorite cereal was yes. Berry Berry Kicks. I don't think I ever had Berry Berry Kicks. It was the Kicks. best, because they had Kicks that was all corn. And then for a mm-hmm. little while, they, had, they, they added, like, the flavored Kicks in it. Um, it was, like, strawberry. But there wasn't a whole lot of them in it. It was still just, like, the corn Kicks. And then oh, so it wasn't like the Captain Crunch no, berries. No, 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 like and not so, that sweet. And so they had it for like limited time, where they had mm-hmm. some of these berry kicks in the regular corn kicks, and it made them taste really good. Because you know, corn oh. kicks taste like asshole, but the berry Ooh. kicks that were in it, it was it gave them like the sweetness. And so it was so popular, they just decided to release only the berry kicks. So it was like <laughs> strawberry and blueberry and something else, raspberry, whatever it was. Like the three flavors. And together they were fucking delicious. And they don't make I, them anymore. I will agree with the corn kicks tasting like asshole. But I can switch over to a corn checks cereal. Checks? Oh, oh, that's the shit. That's Are an old man me? cereal. No, not nearly as old as basic five or shredded weeds. Get out of here. Oh, my God. But Listen. only the corn, like the rice. No, thank you. No, and thank you. This is the base. But I will go back to your your boss. Your your the first cereal, which was a boss selection. Basic five is the jam. Yes, it's just sweet enough, but the amount of texture that you get in that. Oh, well, because it's got the, it's got the little clusters of yogurt, right? Yes, and that gives it the sweetness. But it's also got like the good stuff because it's like was it just like brand right like brand flakes like the granola chunks yeah and it's got granola chunks it's got raisins in it or some other and then shit. it and almonds? then it has almonds, like then it has like the toasted oat flakes or whatever oh the hell God, it is yes I want some basic but, four right now but buddy basic basic five or four 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 is it four okay. yeah it's four it's four I'm getting take I'm getting the candy bar take five. Mixed up with basic Ooh, that, That's also good. Oh, take... They take, should make that into a cereal. Dude, that is that is my jam right there. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but Basic Four, that is the cereal that made me stop buying cereal. Because, <laughs> because just like my analogy about why I've never done cocaine, because then I want all of the cocaine, mm. that's why I don't do Basic Four. Because I found that all of a sudden at 10 o'clock at night, Nick's on his fourth bowl of Basic Four. Mm. And then the entire box is gone. Mm. And that's why I have not brought that into the house probably in about three years. I do like that. That's good stuff. Oh, it's so good. How do you pronounce mm. this? Kofefe? Kofefe? What? Kofefe. What did you just say? Kofefe. Is that a wrestler? Listen, I don't know. Donald Trump said it. Is that the new WWE world champion wrestler? Kofefe. Or am I thinking of Kofi Kingston? Oh, Kofi Kingston, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so let me finish this skating story. I'm dying to hear where this is going. <laughs> so, now, Mark, Listen, listen, so listen. And, now, we, we've I, built, I, give, I've built the story up so much over the last 30 minutes. Oh, it's going to be horrible. That now the punchline is going to be terrible. 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 But at this point, it's noon, and one Martin Ferretti has only had one cup of coffee. One cup. And no creamer. Because I don't know if you know this. I'm cutting out sugar, so no creamer. Oh, look at you. Well, we haven't, talked about, we haven't talked about mushroom coffee yet. No, and I'm dying to hear about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Um, no creamer, but just, I'm just, just black. I'm just, I'm imagining if you're not going to eat with your wife mm-hmm. and your child mm-hmm. by the time three o'clock rolls around, I'm guessing you are an ornery Martin. Well, so, so my wife wakes up about like noon, okay, noon, mm-hmm. noon 30. Yeah, living the life, okay, living the life. And, yeah. um, she's like, Did you guys eat? And I said, No, we're going to this party at three o'clock. Like, Zoe had cereal, I had coffee, but like I haven't eaten. Like I don't want to eat and be full when I get there. You know what I mean? What did the smart one in the relationship? Where did she go? She's like, she said, okay, that's fine. What? Absolutely. I thought you were gonna be like, I'm going to steak and shake before the party. No, 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 absolutely. Well, I mean, you assume when someone has a birthday party, they're gonna have motherfucking food. You know what I mean? I know, but Heather is the smarty. Like, I could see her just like, hey, guys, let's swing by Pop Belly, grab something to eat real quick, and then we'll hit the party. Well, no, because she's like, we'll go to the party. She's like, if, if you know, there's not a whole lot of food, at 3 o'clock, like, we'll be out of there by 6 or 7. We'll go, to, mm-hmm. we'll go eat dinner afterwards. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. Like, you would think if you're having a party at 3 o'clock, like, you'd have some motherfucking food, you know? Like, if people, I... if people left church, they're going to be hungry. See, I gotta lay the base, cause I'm not sure where that food's gonna fall. Am I getting Gordon Ramsay five star food? Well, or am I getting McDonald's cheeseburgers cut up in fours, so everybody can have that as an hors d'oeuvre? I don't know. So here's the thing: when we get there and we see what kind of food they have, <laughs> she looks at me, <laughs> and I look at her, and I whisper. Where's the food? And she says, I don't know. And so that's and, what that's what she you're... says. Wait, there's no Coke? 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Because like at least then you got some sugar. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> so at this point, she's like, "Are you freaking kidding me? There's not even <laughs> coke here. Are you freaking high?" Well, what? and so then it dawns on and me. And then and then there you are leaning over to the one year old who just sucked all of the tomato sauce off that slice of Little Caesars, yes. and you're eating it just because you're so freaking hungry. I'm about to just take it and eat it. You just ate it like a lollipop from that newborn's hand. You're right. That that was my exact reaction, as a matter of fact. Happy birthday, dum-dum. But see, then I realized, like, my God, the perfect time to have a party is 3 o'clock. <laughs> You're in between meals. Because, absolutely. Because <laughs> normal people would eat lunch at like 11, 12. Yeah. They'd eat dinner yeah. at like 6 or 7. Right. Nobody's going to want to eat at 3 o'clock. Why would they? Well, guess what? Apparently, I'm a fucking asshole. Because I didn't eat because I was like, they're going to have food. I'm going to eat the shit out of their food. Guess what? Incorrect. Mm-hmm. Kofefe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I got Kofi screwed. Kingston. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring this all the way back. Because you see, this little kid, this one-year-old, he was smart. Because, again, there were no condiments here. Mm. And he loved some pizza, but he licked all the shit off the pizza. So it's like a sloppy, mushy, shit-ass triangle <sighs> piece of bread. You know what I mean? Ugh. But he doesn't care because he's one. And guess what? When you're one, you have a great imagination. And you know what? Mm. That carpet was red, Nick. And I'm pretty mm. sure he thought that it was he was just walking around in a sea of mm. ketchup. Mm. And so he would take the pizza, he would put it in his mouth, he'd lick mm. it, he'd suck on it, and he'd fucking dip it on the carpet. <laughs> and he'd take the piece of pizza back up, he'd take a little bite, and he would lick it. <laughs> He would suck it, oh, just God. dip it back on the carpet, and just oh and the first time I saw this, I was like, "Huh, that's kind of weird." Like it's funny, so I laughed, and the kid's like, "Ha ha ha!" Because he's one; he doesn't fucking know. He laughs when mm -hmm. you laugh. Mm -hmm. And uh, his his mom was there, and uh, her mom was there, and and they were talking to my wife, and said something about how like that's where her mom used to go skating back in the seventies, and they ah. had this, and they have the same carpet since the seventies. And God. when I hear this, I look at my wife. I looked at this one-year-old boy. I look down on the floor. And there he goes again. Oh, Lick, God. suck, dip the pizza on the fucking carpet. And I just started oh. laughing hysterically. Hysterically. Oh, my and my wife's like, what are you laughing at? And I was like, just watch this fucking kid. And then she saw it. With a little suck. A little lick. A little dip. Kofefe, <sighs> Nick. Now, did Heather find this as funny as you did? Oh, yeah. She laughed. Okay, good. She almost peed her pants, as a matter of fact. I would have been worried that her motherly instinct kicks in. I and, gotta like, ask slaps you, though, the pizza. I gotta ask you, though. Does that make us bad parents? Because we did not tell her mom that he was uh, dipping his pizza on red carpet. No. Maybe the, maybe the child was tasting the mother within that carpet from 30 years ago. Who knows? Who knows? Oh, my. But that was the longest 20-minute story 
I've ever heard to make me completely nauseous. <laughs> it's so disgusting. Anyways, the point of all that was because we were talking about a comic 30 minutes ago. <laughs> but how was that sweet little Caesar's pizza, though, huh? Uh, uh, dude, I don't even eat it. I don't like that shit. No, that's horrible. I don't like that shit. I want real pizza, motherfucker. I haven't had that in decades, and I'm sure it's just as terrible. I think there's recipes out there. I don't know if I would ever attempt them. Mm, I gotta try that. Because I've never done my own dough, so... That's why you need some magic dough. Mm-hmm. Cool, Fei-Fei. So, uh, so let's talk about this comic, finally. Oh, yeah, let's get back to that. Now that, we've, lo- even... now that we've lost our entire audience... Even though you wanted to go into the details about it uh, 20 minutes ago, <laughs> still have yet to even say the title or who has done who See, did it. Nick, that's why this podcast is the best. Let me tell you something, Paul Tesner. You didn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> this podcast is the best. If 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 VCP was like this podcast, we we wouldn't have 13,000 listeners. We'd have 50 million listeners. Oh, jeez. I know somebody will be like, Paul, go listen to Nerdy Legion. Here's a timestamp. Look what Martin said. Anyway. Then I'll say, I don't have time for that. I don't Get have out time of here. for that. I don't listen to that podcast. It's garbage. Garbage. You know what's not garbage, though? Catalyst Prime, the event. Mm-hmm. It took us one hour. Let, let me check the timestamp here. Let me check the timestamp. Let me check the timestamp. One hour. One minute and 35 seconds mm-hmm. to get that's, to this. That syncs up. I <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, 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 so let's go back to the intro. So uh, Daryl does a Sunday Comics podcast. He had on uh, Joseph Illich, who's a senior editor for Lion Forge, mm-hmm. who is... Uh, guiding this whole Catalyst Prime universe. It's a brand new universe from a poster I'd never heard of in my life. Uh, I completely skipped out on this when it was solicited because I was like, I don't know what the fuck Lion Forge is. I don't give two shits. Um, but then I saw our, our buddy Michael Myers. He read the Free Comic Book Day special, which is uh, this Catalyst Prime the event, what you and I just read. Um, by the way, totally missed that. I went, picked up some Free Comic Book Day uh, issues that they were saving me a couple days after Free Comic Book Day. Mm-hmm. Didn't even know about this. Huh. So I did not have one. Luckily, Comixology had it for free. So you and I have now both read it. Um, and everyone who's listening can go and read it for free. Absolutely. I know some of our friends have read it. I didn't know they were reading it. I was like, hey, has anyone read this? And all of a sudden, I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Well, fuck you guys. Why don't you tell me these things? Yeah, thank you for sharing. Just because Nick makes me buy all kinds of stuff on Amazon doesn't mean I read everything. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so Catalyst Prime, the event, was the free comic book day special from Lion Forge Comics. They publish other stuff. Um, what do they do, like Care Bears? I don't They do, like, weird stuff. I think they mostly concentrate on, um, like, novel trade paperback type, type things. Um, huh. But they also do comics. Okay. And so 
they wanted to do this new universe, this new superhero universe, and they uh, they hired Joseph Illich, um, who I remember from back in the day. Um, he was a Batman editor for a while. Um, oh, okay. They contacted him. I think he'd been out of comics for a little bit, if I remember correctly. He came back, put this whole thing together, and pretty much what Catalyst Prime is, it's a comic universe um, with based on science, with real rules, uh, real consequences, where they try to uh, represent everyone. So there's there's black characters, there's Hispanic characters, Asian characters, white characters, um, trans characters, straight characters. Uh, there's a there's a character with Down syndrome. I'll get to that later. Um, all kinds of stuff. It's pretty interesting. Uh, so I recommend. I don't know what episode it is. I'm not gonna look it up because I removed my mic my uh, keyboard from my computer desk. Oh my. Um. I usually do until I'm like, damn it, I need to go on Amazon. <laughs> And uh, anyway, go go find Sunday Comics Podcast. Listen to the last episode uh, with uh, Daryl and Joseph Illich. It's freaking awesome. And uh, it really got me excited. Now, granted, I did see Mike Myers, our good friend from a billion other podcasts. Um, uh-huh. He posted that he had read the Free Comic Book Day special and said it's exactly how a Free Comic Book Day special should be done. And I was like, huh. That's pretty interesting. I was like, ah, I'll, I'm, if Mike said it's good, I'm going to read it, but I'm going to put it off for a little bit. Yeah. And then Daryl did this podcast, and I was like, you know what? I just can't. I just can't put it off. Like, the, the stars are aligning in my favor. I need to go read this. And mm-hmm. uh, I read it. It's written by uh, the one and only Christopher Priest, co written by uh, Joseph Illich. Art is Marco Torini and Will Rosado. Colors, Jessica Colleen. Letters and World Design, which sounds familiar, but I, I can't remember who that is. Uh, mm. So you read this, Nick. Mm-hmm. Bef- before we recorded, I said, hey, Nick, you should read this. I read this. I thought it was fantastic. What did you think of Catalyst Prime D event, Nick? I would love to know who did what for the writing event. Yeah. Um, with two writers, the, it, I, I find it hard to believe that it was a 50-50 thing. And I was hoping in the credits it would be like concept by, written by. What, so Just, let, so let, it's broken down for me. So, so I don't know exactly, um, but from my understanding of uh, Daryl's interview with uh, mm-hmm. Illage. It seemed like um, he's a co-writer of this because he's he's kind of like the mastermind of the universe. Mm. And judging by the way the story is laid out, this is definitely Christopher Priest writing the story. Because you know it does. Uh, it's got all those like mini stories in it. Yeah, and yeah there's, there's sure. a lot of time jumping. And that's pretty much how he's writing Deathstroke right now. So Illich might just want him to get to certain points. So it might and be it, like one of those and things... And it doesn't where, matter yeah, yeah. How, how long it takes him to get there, but just make sure by such and such issue you're at this point. Right. 
Which is fine. I mean, I, I love that concept. Yeah. Well, he, Priest is only doing this issue, by the way. Really? Um, Darn it. From, from the interview, it seems like he's going to be doing another book for them. Oh. But it hasn't been announced, and it was just kind of conjecture, because he didn't want to say, yes, he is, but he kind of said, yes, he is. Because I have to say, and you can jump in, feel free, if you have examples, I, I went in not knowing anything, and you are absolutely correct. The time jumping, and then also the juggle of so many different characters in so many different locales mm -hmm. and so many different spots in their life. Right. And yet Christopher Priest is, it, it never felt confusing. I totally understood where everything was in the universe, in the world, as well as outside of our world, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Because they're trying to stop a asteroid from hitting the Earth, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the backstory. There's an asteroid coming right. to Earth that's going to destroy the planet, and so... But there's people in the atmosphere, and then there's flashbacks of them, and then there's current time items happening, and then they'll go back in time on Earth two weeks before the yes. event. Yes, 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 yes. And there's enough, like, tent poles to position everything in your mind so you're not feeling like, good God, I wish there was like a, a check, a character checklist so I can sort of put this in my head where I need it to be. See, I didn't feel that at all, though, because as a free, free comic book day special for a brand new universe, mm -hmm. this is actually pretty much what I would have wanted. Matter of fact, this is kind of what I want out of any free comic book day special. Uh, oh, no. I think I think you're misinterpreting what yeah, I'm... Yeah, I might be. I might be. What I'm throwing out, because I don't think it was confusing at all. It dripped out enough information to you to make me want to read more. Oh, yeah. That's, sure, why, sure, sure. that's why it was... So, but it wasn't confusing, is but my see, point. So, so I like that there was no character checklist, though. Um, oh, no, I liked it, too. You, you learned all the character names by reactions of other people talking to these people or whatever it is. Um, and you get to meet some of the main folks. Um, with, with this issue, I think the main person, I think her name is Lorena, um, mm -hmm. the, the CEO of Foresight Industries. Yes. Um, which her character was fucking fascinating. Yeah, like, there were a lot of levels to her. Yeah, like when when they first started introducing her, I was like, eh, okay, she's she kind of seems like a two bit character, whatever. And then like you see a little bit more, and you're like, okay, like that's not what I thought the first time I saw her. But let's continue. Um, and then by the last time that you see her, you're like, well, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, many facets to her, which is fascinating. Absolutely, very interesting. Um, also very interesting. She's a uh, is is it a spoiler if I say that she's a villain? Uh, yeah. All right, too late. I said it. Um, but really interesting that she's a female and Mexican. Like she's she was born in Mexico of Mexican heritage, um, mm -hmm. and she's the main 
villain of the story. Um, I thought that was interesting because usually, like, regardless of who writes a book, it seems like it's always like you know, like the the, the, the evil white guy. You know what I mean? Like, especially if you have a corporation involved in a book, it's always like a bunch of bunch of old white dudes. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong; like, it doesn't bother me. Um, there's matter- plenty evil white dudes around. There's, there's plenty of them. <laughs> Check out history, Pally. Go read Secret Empire. Bunch of evil white dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, I just watched uh, the latest episode of Gotham. Nick, I don't know if you're still watching Gotham. Uh, Martin. Don't know if you forgot, but I've only watched one episode of Gotham. Oh, my God. Nick. Oh, see, this Martin. is not going to work for you, though. I, I, I was going to say, go watch it regardless. But then I was like, no, no. It still might not make sense. But the last episode of Gotham was by far the best episode of Gotham probably ever. Good. Um, anyways, the Court of Owls in it. Spoiler oh, alert. neat. Spoiler That's alert. cool. Everyone in the court gets killed in this episode. Um, well, not everyone, because it's the Court of Owls. But, like, whatever. I spoiled it. Sorry. Sorry. Go watch it. It's great. Um, God, it was so good. Lee, dude, Lee is evil now. Do you know who Lee is? Christopher Lee. Yeah, no, he no, was no. an awesome Dracula. Um, what? Lee. She was. Well, you've only seen one episode. Um, she was a, a doctor at uh, at Arkham, and then now she's working for the GCPD. She dated Gor- uh, Commissioner Gordon for a while, or Detective Gordon, sorry, uh, for a while. And then they broke up. Anyways, now she's evil. It's fucking awesome. She's like double hot now that she's evil. It's amazing. I liked when he was on uh, Wildstorm. He was pretty awesome there. Oh, ooh, don't let me forget. There's Wildstorm news. Cool. Anyways. Um, yeah, so so this event was... Or the event was really interesting, Nick. Um, I, I don't know how many writers could have... My, my point is, I don't know how many writers could have juggled all of those characters and then I switching agree. in timelines and as well as different locations in the atmosphere as well as throughout the world yes like, and they didn't have to button any of this stuff up i love that it was just a platform to launch a new series or a new event or whatever you want to like it was written so well that i wanted to read on not using a free comic book day to update everybody of what who Thanos is. <laughs> yeah, right. Or let's... Hey, guys, you know that crazy Hydra? Yeah, Secret Empire. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Like, yes, of course, everyone's going to be buying that. Thanks. You know, it's just... But but this, this comic was really impressive. Yeah, you know I'm what glad, it reminded me of? What's it that? reminded me of, um, and I know you love him, uh, Brian K. Vaughn's uh, Private Eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole talk of the whole cloud collapsing, I loved that part of it. Totally see that. Yeah, I just, good God, that's so much fun for me. And it felt a little bit conspiracy theory with, like you said, a lot of science behind it. Oh, yeah, a lot but of science. All, 
but also like real science fictiony really like you you could see a lot of people trying to figure out reporters trying to figure out really what was what was happening what how did all of this go down mm-hmm. and it would it would be just like if a superpower dropped maybe not a nuke but dropped a bomb and wiped out like the east coast yes like trying to track that back to the very epicenter of like how the hell did that happen yeah yeah and then what is reported in the newspapers might not be the real event Kofefe. And I just I loved it. It reminded it reminded me of Private Eye, which is still I highly recommend it. Marcos Martin art, of course. I agree. Yep. Um, and it reminded me a lot of uh, Matt Hawking's writings. Interesting. Like yeah. he he is so into conspiracy. He's mm-hmm. so into what the military weaponry is that he can go look at from friends of his, but yet no one will know about this weapon or this piece of technology for the next four to five years well and because the government's using it yeah i I totally agree with you and i think what gave you that little extra oomph is that it it is i want i'm gonna say it's it's slightly confusing at the beginning of the story um but i don't know like you Saying that is the wrong phrase. Um, I I would say it's um intriguing. It okay, felt like yeah, a mystery. Maybe, that, that might be better. Yeah, that might be better. Um, because you meet you meet these astronauts that are getting sent to space to stop this um, asteroid from hitting Earth. Um, that's not really a spoiler. That's that's told pretty no. quickly. Yep. Um, again, I spoiled about the villain. But there are so many twists in between those two things that we just mentioned um, that it makes it really, really interesting. Um, yeah, they've done they've done simulations on this. Yes, and now and it did feel like those two, like Armageddon. It felt like those two Hollywood movies of an asteroid going to strike the Earth. Let's send people out into space to take care of that. But. Well... But not in a Hollywood way. It it felt like, and that's why it reminds me of Matt Hawkins' writing, because it felt like, you know what would happen if we knew an asteroid was going to hit the Earth? One, you would either, the, for me, I would hope that no one would find out about it. Hmm. And we're done. But what probably would happen is, all of the world powers would get together the smartest minds and hopefully go and do something about it. So, so whether that would happen or not, but, it, but for me, it would be more of a, an arrival that movie. It'd be more of an arrival scenario than this secret government scenario. So, so I don't, I don't want to expand on what I'm about to say, because I think it will spoil uh, the, the, main part of the story um, and and what the really interesting twists of it are. Um, But to me, I I didn't get the Armageddon vibe. I got more like a, like an aliens two vibe. Hmm. The only reason I get the Armageddon vibe is because they were like, well, Poland ran some projections and they're finding that, you know, X, Y, Z is not going to happen. 
like yes. I like the international part of it. Yes, but th- think about think about for example Paul Reiser's character in Aliens Two. Mm-hmm. And I don't want like again I don't want to expand on it because I feel like if I do I'm going to spoil what was really interesting about this issue. Okay. Um, but if you think about Paul Reiser's character and who he works for, um, once you read this and you get to that twist, I think you're gonna be like, "Oh my god, yes!" Um, I thought it was it was fascinating. I mean, I, I love Christopher Priest. Um, I know for 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 valiant folks, um, maybe they didn't like the uh, the Q two story that he did. That's fine. You didn't have to. I, I thought it was fine. Um, but he's doing Deathstroke now. And it is probably the best thing that DC's putting out right now. Um, if not consistently, then most months. Um, I, got, I love I loved his uh, Black Panther run. Yeah, Black Panther was amazing. Um, he, he's got a new book for Marvel coming out. What is it? Is he doing Cable? I can't remember. He's doing a book for Marvel, and I, I want to say it's Cable, and I could be totally wrong. Uh, but I remember, like, really? He's doing that? So no, Cable, Cable sounds I good. I don't think he's doing Cable. I think uh, Robinson and Yardy Sin. Oh, James Robinson. Yeah, 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 that's right. That's yeah. Right, that's right. What the hell is he doing for? God damn it. You know what he would do good for Marvel? Moon Knight. He'd be fun. Oh He'd God, be yes. a fun writer for Moon Knight. Hell yes. But, I mean, he jug- just imagine how many characters and setting up a brand new world, and he did it in 28 pages. Like, that's a huge effing task. Oh, he's doing the new Inhumans book. Ooh, are you saying I might have to read an Inhumans book? Yes, Inhumans, Once the Future Kings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will, will Daryl Taylor read an Inhumans book now? I mean, he's going to have to because Christopher Priest is doing it. Yeah, he loves some Christopher Priest. He sure does. Anyway, sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you didn't interrupt me. Oh. Um, anyway, so so really, really fascinating. And again, I, I don't want to like super dive in because I really think I'm going to spoil the shit out of it if I if we go really that deep deep in i don't think you i think it's too new i don't know if you should ruin anything yeah there no, were I some agree. there were some really nice twists um some really great character building like i loved um oh what's her name i'm drawing a blank Lorena. the main person i loved her first scene on the bus yes going through a very like complicated math problem mm-hmm. with children Oh my I, god, I, yes, 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 yes. That, that was just fascinating. Well, and you know what? Like, only Christopher Priest would put that in a comic book. I I would totally agree. Yeah. Christopher Priest does scenes in uh, Black Panther that were, that were long-extended limo rides, mm-hmm. where it was just three characters talking. Yep. Yeah, it's he he's got a lot of balls. He sure does. So, after reading that, I was very excited, and I went to Comicsology and I bought Noble Number One. 
which Noble is Catalyst Prime's first ongoing series. Neat. Um, I'm trying to think who the, does it. Let me pull it up real quick. The cover looked good. Yeah, the cover's cool looking, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, da, 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 da. Do, you, do you have any idea how many, like, series is going to be part of this little pocket universe? Seven. Ooh. Seven. All right, that, that's affordable. All right, uh, Noble is Brandon Thomas writing, Roger Robinson on art, Salda Timofanti on letters, colors by Juan Fernandez. Um, yes, yeah, seven total. Uh, Noble is the first. Um, and then Superb is coming. Let me pull this up. I've got it somewhere. Hang on. Superb is in May, so that'd be this month. Wait, May's over. Next month. Wait, no, July. July, July. There we go. Superb is in July. Um, okay. That's written by David Walker, um, which he's really good, really, really good. Uh, Sheena Howard. Mm-hmm. Uh, art is Ray Anthony Height and LeBeau Underwood. And that's a team book. Uh, I'm, I don't know the details, but it looks like it's uh, an African-American lady and some guy. And the guy has sound, Down syndrome. Hmm. But he's got these superpowers. Anyways, he uh, Illich talked about it on on the interview that Daryl did. It was really really interesting. Um, and then after that, they've got uh, oh in June. June is Excel, which is kind of like the Flash, but he's uh, I think he's a Mexican American. I want to say. Um, I don't know. The art looks interesting. Um, I'm not sure I like the art style, but whatever. Joe Casey's writing that. Um, and then the artist, Damon Scott and Robert Campanella. I like Robert Campanella. Yeah. I don't think they announced any of the books yet, so... Um, they're, Robert, think... Robert Campanella, didn't he do, like, colors for Nightwing, I want to say? Did he? That sounds about right. Yeah. Um... So anyway, yeah, they're doing seven books. I think like a new one every month till the end of the year. Um, I just want to—I want to know—I want to know what Priest is doing for real, though. But most of those characters that you named off weren't they in the first like five pages of the event? Yeah, in um, in Catalyst Prime, the event, I think they introduce all the all the characters for the the for all the books. But you know what was so sweet about that? Dude, they were only they were only in the five the first five pages. Because yes. at first I'm like, is Martin wanting me to read like another Avengers or Defenders book? Like, no, no, what's going that, on here? That's why and I said then, the beginning's a little slow, though. No, no, no. And I have no like. I was just like, this is same old, same old. Come on. And, but I liked that all of a sudden the next like the last twenty two pages were just a good science fiction like i mean the the last 22 pages were pretty darn science fiction like based in reality and science oh yeah like there was no superhero bs well with one minor i have one minor quibble all i know is when i finished it i was thinking is this going to be like straczynski's uh rising stars <laughs> So, so let me tell you about my quibble, Nick. 
Um, they uh, they send these astronauts to go into space to destroy mm-hmm. the asteroid. Now, I know for a lot of people, that might seem like a good idea. But from uh, from all the Star Talk listen, uh, episodes that I listened to, destroying the asteroid is the last thing you want to do. Mm. What you want to do is kind of gently nudge it out of orbit. Because if you destroy it, then you're making hundreds of asteroids. You know what I mean? But they address it in the first issue. Oh, sure, 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 yeah. Which is great when they're like, oh, the meteor shower took out hundreds of thousands of people. <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah, right. no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> well, and so, so the one thing that they didn't explain is, is the meteor shower what gave people their powers, right? Um, so Could that be issue two? Well, so that – no, there's no issue two. That, but I mean however they move forward. So I'm sure at some point they're going to reveal it, right? Um, yeah. So I, I read Noble number one. And it's one of the characters, one of the astronauts uh, that went to space to destroy the asteroids is the main character in this. Ooh. Um, it's the one, um, well, you won't know unless you read this. The it, dude who actually, was on the beach? Well, it, yes, 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 with his wife. Yeah, and she said, will you still love me when you're yes, 100 when you're 120, yeah. And she yeah. was super hot in the bikini. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one. Um, so it and actually... then he said, "Of course I will." And she said, "You'll be in love with your day nurse, not me." <laughs> Let's be serious. Yes. Um, so you don't actually meet him till like a third of the way into the issue. Hmm. Um, it kicks off with her. Um, there's a, a flashback to when the when they blew up the asteroids. Like there's they show family pictures. Um, there's flashbacks of when she went to the hospital to, like, I, I guess, identify the body, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the lettering is really interesting. Um, as much as I really liked Catalyst Prime, the event, mm-hmm. Noble, Noble Number One does some really, really interesting things. Again, you don't meet the main character till a third of the way in. Um, but all all the dialogue that his wife widow slash widow hears mm-hmm. um from other people in in the f- whatever i don't know five let's say five or six pages um i, I don't know how to describe it it's it's like it's broken dialogue um so like there it's it's a full word balloon and there are words in it but she's not listening to the entire word balloon like she gets huh. she gets partials. So like when she goes to the hospital to it to identify the body and she's talking to one of the doctors, um, you get like all this garbly gook and then he's like, Sorry, so sorry, Astrid, we did everything. Garbly gook, garbly gook, garbly gook, save and then another word balloon, garbly gook, garbly gook, gone. Um and maybe it's just the way that I read comics, um, but I really take those kind of things very seriously. Uh, in, in a comic, which is why I like books that really tell a lot of the story through the art, uh, which this book does really, really well, by the way. Um, but it makes it extra special when a letterer can put in little things like that that add something to the story. Mm. Right? 
Because in, in a lot of like mainstream comics, you might see like uh, I don't know, like different colored word balloons, so you can identify different people. Sure. Um, or like certain syntax used for, like when they translate alien languages or whatever the hell it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but like to to actually format a word balloon in a certain way um, to kind of in, enhance the mood of the character that you're seeing the story through, um, I thought was really interesting. And huh. I, I don't think that I've seen that before, um, or at least not very often. So I thought that was really well done uh, because in those, in, in those first few pages, that, that first third of the book, um, it really sets up like a, a very somber mood because you're seeing what happened to her husband through her eyes. And so of course she doesn't know the whole story because she wasn't in the shuttle, right? When they went to destroy the asteroid, um, nobody was to tell her anything. She's got a little, yeah. they've got a son, right? They, they have a family. Um, and, and so you really get like a, a I, I did at least a very deep emotional connection to what she's feeling. Um, and maybe uh, not, I'm sure not everybody will feel the same way, but I think the way that this comic is, is illustrated and formatted um, really suits the type of story that I really like reading. Um, uh-huh. Cause, Cause a lot of it is very cinematic um, without being over the top. Uh, if that makes sense. Yeah, for um, sure. I, I can't even imagine that sh- that situation for her, and you're only judging the events, but from the media. Yeah, right, right, absolutely, absolutely. So everything from the government is probably on blackout. So sh- there's no way she can get anything official. Well, and the thing is, for for people that read the free comic book the special that we just talked about, um, you will get a lot more of that background. Uh, mm-hmm. But the interesting thing was this book. Um, I think this came. You know what? Now that I think about it, I, I'm pretty sure this came out the week before the Free Comic Book Day special. So well, if if that's you, strange, yes. But well, strange, but kind of smart at the same time. Because mm. um, if you were one of those people that happened to pick the book up, then you'd be like, "Well, the, this is actually." pretty interesting let me see what's going on with the free comic book day special um and then if you picked up the free comic book day special first you actually get additional uh narrative that complements what happens in noble number one really really well um because the stuff with uh the foresight corporation and lorena and all that um that ties in heavily into this book because um, after you get the whole story of her dealing with her husband's presumed death, um, she thinks he's dead. Um, you get a flashback to one year ago. So my assumption is this happens um, a, a little bit into the future of the Free Comic Book Day special. Um, anyway, so after you get her story, you get the nearly one year ago. And it cuts to a town in Argentina, and there's uh, some mercenaries that are hired by the Foresight Corporation to go hunt for him, for her husband. Um, and he's kind of been hiding out. I, I, I'm pretty sure he's got amnesia. 
because um, he doesn't remember much. He goes by a different name. Jeez. Um, but he's got these freaking awesome powers. Um, like some of it reminded me of Divinity that Valiant puts out. Um, but he's not quite at that power level. It's more hmm. like um, you know, like w- when mutants first like exhibit their their power set. And like there's there's like some kind of traumatic event that happens where mm-hmm. they just kind of uh, instinctively use their powers in some some way or another. Yeah, uh, something and, triggers it. Yeah, absolutely. And they have no idea what they're doing, but like they're using their powers. Um, a lot a, a lot of the way that the the rest of this issue um, plays out is, is like that. Um, cause like he's like. He'll knock some dude out. He'd be like, "Sorry, like I'm still learning my own strength," and like he's got like sparks shooting out of his hands and like out of his head. And, like he flips cars over. Um, I don't know. It, it was. It's really interesting. Like there's a lot of there's there, most of the issue is a fight scene um, because Foresight yeah. has sent these mercenaries to capture him. Um, he doesn't know why they want to capture him. Because he yeah. doesn't remember anything, uh, but at the same time he's got these awesome powers that he's using without even thinking about them. So he's like apologizing the whole time, but like he does these fucking awesome things. Um, one of the mercenaries might have superpowers. Um, oh wow! But they don't like explicitly. I don't know. It it was really interesting the way that it's done. Um, it, it it really gave me a feel for like a lot of the uh, I don't know like a lot a lot of like earlier X Men stories, mm. you know like by now like some of that stuff has become kind of tropey right like you expect the X Men to be the underdogs who are being chased for um, being mutants and everybody sure. hates them because they're mutants. Um, yep. And I got a little bit of that feeling here in this book. Um, but at the same time, like, he's got so much power and he, like, he kicks ass in this book without meaning to kick ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought that was really interesting, you know? Uh, and, and even then, like, some of the quote unquote bad guys are very personable. Uh, because, hey. like, the, with the team leader, when, when he, like, knocks him out, he, he knocks him out, he's about to shoot him. Because um, Lorena from Foresight wants him alive, kidnapped alive, um, so they can experiment on him, see how he got his powers. Um, like he's he's ready to shoot him, and he, he thanks the guy for saving the world. Like he's like, I got a kid at home. Like my kid really appreciates it. Like sorry, it's kind of part of the job. Like I'm a mercenary, um, something like that. Um, which they didn't have to do, right? But it gives like it gives these one of characters that you, you I mean you're probably not going to see this guy again I think he I might get killed actually um, huh. but it, it gives a little something right and it, it, it adds to the world building because if you read the free comic book the special you know how thankful people are to Lorena and the Foresight Corporation for doing what they did oh yeah um, and again I'm not going to spoil the twist but you know like and, and that carries on in this book, and I thought that was really interesting. Um, I'm 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 really looking forward to see like how this turns up. I think the the art's really good. Um, 
I think the art was, in that free comic book special was good. This is not as good. Okay. But again, I'm reading this digitally, and I, I always find when I do the digital uh, comics that I don't feel like the art is as good as it is in print, um, especially when I do guided view. Because really? The, yeah, because those panels get blown up so big, mm-hmm. and I've got a really large monitor. Mm-hmm. You know, and so when you have a panel that's like a third of a page fitting on a 22-inch screen, it doesn't look as good. Um, okay. So I try to, um, I always try to do the full-page view so I can get a little bit more detail uh, to see what the artist was doing. Sure. Um, anyways, I, the, I didn't think the art was as good as the Pecan Book special, but I thought it was actually really, really good, um, especially hmm. for an indie comic. Um, I thought it was really well done. So, um, am I going to pick it up every month? I don't know yet. Because, like, this whole universe is so new to me. Um, but you know you know me. I like to do at least an arc. Yeah. Um, and I think this is definitely interesting enough to warrant reading at least the first four issues. So, um, I, I do plan on picking up more of it. And I, I kind of want to check out what, like, what else they're gonna do, you know? Um, do you, did you find that Noble um, had as much science to it? No, there wasn't as much science. Um, okay. But it was definitely a lot more personable, um, because mm. because that that comic, uh, the free comic book special had a lot of facts mm-hmm. and a lot of introduction to people, whereas this was a lot more action focused um, okay. not not including that first third again like when when his wife is looking for him like some of those pages got kind of serious for me like I was like man like I really feel for this woman you know um, and it's it's very rare that I I, I get a comic that does that um, mm-hmm. so that, that was nice you know for sure I mean I don't want to play with my emotions every issue but I don't mind, uh, you know, tugging at the heartstrings a little bit. Yeah, for sure. So uh, you don't yeah. you don't need everything just to be a you know beat 'em up. No, absolutely not. Yeah, I don't need Soul Calibur for every comic. You know what I mean? Just a few. Just just a few. Just a right. tip. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> um. Anyway, so yeah, so Noble Number One, and like I said, Excel is the next one. I think it's in June. So that's are we in June yet? It'll be June by the time this comes out. Sure. Um, that's the uh, the the Flash analog, um, and then Superb in July. And I don't think they've announced anything else yet. So, yeah, Lion Forge, Catalyst Prime Universe. It's freaking awesome. You should go read it if you haven't yet. Nick agrees. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, I I always like a connected universe. Yeah, that's 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 hard to do, you know. Heck yeah, it's hard to do. Um, and some some people fail, uh, regardless of how uh, how hard they try. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's 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 no secret I love Valiant, but I think um, I don't know over the last year or so that's it hasn't been as good. Mm. It hasn't been as good. It do, it doesn't feel connected, right? 
That, I think that's gotcha. especially for Valiant fans. That's that's one thing that everyone has always wanted since forever. Because I mean, shooter like that was his thing, right? Like shooter connected every fucking thing. Oh yeah. Like if there was a piece of toilet paper in a panel, like it was connected to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when Valiant kicked off when they relaunched, like a lot of that was that. And then now in the last year, it just hasn't been that way. And I know I've talked about it on the VCP. I was listening to um, Only the Valiant, the last episode. Uh, Sean was saying, saying the same thing, you know, where it feels like mm. it, it just, it's not quite gelling. Um, gotcha. And even books that should be. So like Faith and Harbinger Renegade and Generation Zero, they're all Syed Harbinger books. Yeah, they that that's a easy slam dunk yeah. to connect those up. But none of them are connected. Um, yeah. Two two of those are done. One is canceled. The other one's relaunching as something else. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, okay. it feels like right when I get my able to sink my teeth into something valiant, it it's almost like they just pulled the rug out from under me and now I'm like one wondering like okay now where are you taking me sure right. and and sometimes those journeys are fun and then sometimes it's like yeah but I liked where it was going and now it's removed <laughs> no I, I agree with you I agree with you um, I don't know I mean like dude, the industry's hard you know what I mean Mm-hmm. It's tough, for sure. And uh, you can't blame him for that. I mean, even even EXO that that launched really really well, um, and supposedly has really high numbers on those um, pre-order bundles. Mm-hmm. Like, who knows what that's going to be next month? You know, like issue three just came out. Like, what about four? Right when when that bundle's over, is that is that still going to be doing well? Um, yeah. Or, or well enough to kind of push the line because to be honest right now like that that is the best book they have um you know they've gone down yeah, it's to fun. six books whatever it is and yeah that book's great it's no superman <laughs> i was talking about that on the uh the valley central group today ah uh, it's no superman but it's great it's uh I don't, yeah, yeah i'll say top 10 it'll be top 10 for me right now Nice. Out of all the books I'm reading, so, yeah, yeah. What else do you need to discuss, Nick? Do we need to talk about? Let's talk about this app, Nick. We're talk about Why? What's your What's your new app? No, no, not my new app. What? Not my. Well, I mean, I do have a new app, but it's not out yet. <laughs> um, I'm not talking about it yet. No, this, this this new Valiant app, Nick. I want to talk about this. Yeah, go ahead. Preach. I'm not preaching. What? I'm just gonna uh, uh, comment. You, I mean, you, I want you to tell me if I'm wrong. By the way. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I do. Because I mean, I I got the feeling that uh, that my Valiant central buddy uh, Paul Tesner mm-hmm. thought that I was wrong. Um, okay. But maybe uh, maybe I am. So Valiant's got a new app out. I haven't did played not know it. anything about it. I did not either until tonight. 
Oh, they've got, and it's a they've surprise got, for all of us. It's a surprise for all of us. Yeah. Well, I don't know how inside baseball I want to go on this. Um, I would say all the way inside. Well, you know, like even when I'm mad, I don't like to tell inside baseball stories. You know what I mean? Well, I don't know any inside baseball stuff. Yeah, so how true. can I judge if you're right or wrong if I don't know the entire story? That's, that's a valid argument. I like your argument. So anyway, Valen's got a new app out. Um, it's like uh, the Comixology app, but just for Valiant, right? So you can get uh, you can get Valiant books on your iOS only. So I have that. You you have that. Um, I think uh, what is it like? Fifteen percent of the world has iOS. Yeah. Um, whereas eighty-five percent of the world uses Android, and yet there's no Android app. Yeah, whatever. I- I don't even know what that is. Listen, I'm not going to comment. That's a robot. I mean, I'm sure a a better developer could have uh, created an Android app, but we're not going to talk about that right now. Yeah, who knows? There's iOS only. Mm -hmm. iPad. iPhone. I have those. You have those. Again, you're in the minority, but that's fine. Uh, Yeah. I I would say a special select uh, group. Yeah. Yeah. Um iOS only. You get a new, I think new new releases are on there. I mean, you got to buy them. Okay. Um, but they've got a they've got a, a large selection of their comics in digital format. Um, I mean, I haven't played with it because uh, I'm not an animal. I don't use iOS. Uh-huh. So uh, I haven't played with it. But I've got you know I've got my spies uh, seeing what's out there. But it's my okay. under, it's my understanding that. Uh, you, you you get a, a the back catalog. You can add them to your collections. You can uh, put books on your wish list. You can uh, I mean there's there, there's no like extra data or anything. But um, seems like uh, somebody's like, hey, this Valiant database is a pretty good idea. Let me just uh, copy it and put it out. Um, can you log in your yes. physical floppies onto it? Well, I don't know if you can. You know differentiate physical and uh, digital but I but did could see... you say i have cover a and c well i i, I did see a uh of my book section i don't think you can you can select a variant because it's it's a digital thing um so are they going after do they not want to pay comiXology whatever it is 35 percent whatever their dude, cut I have is. i have no doubt this is somehow, you know, tied into comicsology. Um, I mean, it, it, it might not be, but generally that's the way that most publishers go, right? Well, if you're large enough to do that. Sure. I mean, I, I guess if you're large enough to do that, you'd break off by yourself and leave and not have your items on comicsology. Why yeah, give but them that the 35%? Work. That doesn't work, though. That's what um, Dark Horse had to do. Yeah, I think the only people that can possibly pull that off as DC and Marvel Anyways, at this point. He, here's the point, Nick. I'm a little upset right now. Okay. I haven't played with this app. Mm-hmm. But judging from what I've seen, judging from what I've read, judging from what I've heard, this is uh this is like uh you know, there's a site called Valiant Database. They've sponsored this podcast before. Yes. Uh seems a lot like it. Except uh you can also read comics on this app. 
I don't know if it's like it if you can't log in all of your variants. Listen. Aside from that... I think it's going after the money that they're losing through Comixology. And they're hoping that all of their hardcore fans will go over there. Now, if you were to tell me that new releases, if I got them through them, would be a dollar cheaper to buy the digital copy, then they might get me to download that app. Nope, still full price. But why would I... What's my incentive to go over there? Unless they're offering, like, crazy sales or something like that. See, here's the thing that bothers me, Nick. I don't hear how it is database driven I, I, I get what you're saying because the love of your database is I am the Mac Daddy I have five covers of X issue that I want to log and keep a record of so when I go into said comic book store and I, I don't have to remember that I'm missing the sixth variation of this cover all right, here let's do a, a Nerd Legion exclusive. Oh, but like I said, I don't know all this inside baseball. I have no idea. Well, that's that's what I'm saying, and I'm talking about it here, and not on VCP because VCP will be just valuing people. Sure. And then I'll have to fucking go on multiple threads to hear about the shit. So here, at least normal people listen to this podcast. Okay. Um, all the shit that I've seen today. Mm-hmm. This was discussed with multiple people at Valiant between me and them by email, which of course uh-huh. I kept. Um, all the features that were announced today, I offered all those. This was at least six months ago. Um, I requested permission to put uh, the books on there. Uh, it. it I don't know how much inside baseball I want to go because, again, I do have an NDA, but I don't know if that that applies to this. Um, But fuck this shit, dude. Like, all the shit that was announced today, I was fucking offering to do months ago for nothing for an already established platform. So here's the thing. If I offered you to do all this shit for free... I'm not asking for nothing. I don't even ask for hosting costs. You know what I mean? I ask mm-hmm. for nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm not going to pull the email up. But all the shit was already there. I was going to, I could, because they use WordPress on their site. I could tie all that shit in with their API. Everything was set up. All I needed was go ahead. And as I said in one of the posts that I put up today, for example, the uh, the reading digital comics on this app. I've had that for a year. I just can't do it because I don't have approval. But I've got all my uh, CVZ copies uploaded to the database. And I can read all of my comics that I've purchased legally uh, three or four times in various different formats. Uh-huh. And so I can go on the database and read my comics digitally. Nobody else can. I don't understand, Nick. I'll be perfectly frank. I feel like I got shit on. Hmm. So, 
Did I get shit on? Give me your thoughts, Nick. I mean, I could be, I could definitely be wrong. There's part of the database that is definitely for the Uber collector. Absolutely. I don't, and I mean, full disclosure, I haven't read any of your posts today. I haven't even looked at uh, what Valiant put out. I didn't even click on that link to like take me to the app to download the app. I figured we would have this discussion and I would have you walk me through and then have a reaction. Well, again, I can't play with the app because it's iOS only for some reason. Sure. Okay. So, so there's that. And I get it. A lot of people have iOS. That's fine. Cool. Good but you've you. heard through the grapevine about what functionality is there and whatnot. Absolutely. Absolutely. So here's the yeah. thing. Okay. Which especially bothers me. Okay. If I'm on their NDA and I always get shit way ahead of time. Surely, this is not something that was fucking put together last week. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. So, it's not something that's just put together overnight. This is when around you, for a while. When now, you were discussing your site with them, and they were picking your brain six months ago, maybe they were just cherry-picking those ideas of, like, how can we put that into the app? How can we build that into the app? Because these three nuggets are really good that Martin brought up. Sure. But the thing is, they don't have anyone working there with the knowledge to do that. You see what I'm saying? Well, then how did they build the app? Well, obviously, they would have to have an outside contractor come in and do it. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I could see that. Yeah. All right. So, anyway, they would have to have somebody outside to do it. Why? I've got an API. All you got to do is ask. It just fucking floats in. Maybe they didn't know that they could go to you and have you do the same. Of course they did. I was fucking contacted. I don't know. Hey. I don't know any of this tech stuff. What are your plans for the database? How would you feel about doing this? How would you feel about doing that? Can you do this? Can you do that? Yes, 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 yes. It's already done. But obviously, but obviously they didn't think that you could roll it over into an app. Roll over into an app? It's already done. I'm just saying. I'm trying to... I'm playing devil's advocate here. It's already done. You don't... Not only that. Not only is it done, you don't even need to put it on a fucking... Uh, on a app store. If you go to the site, regardless of whether you're an iOS or... or Android or Blackberry or whatever the fuck other operating systems are you go on there there's a button do you want to add this? yes it's done there's no installing it it downloads like uh, the javascript and css files to your phone which is like I don't know 25k it takes up no, no space in your phone and you're done me? Everybody gets hypnotized by that magical app, though. What magical app? To have an app. Every business thinks they have to have an app, just like every business thinks they have to have a Twitter profile. Yeah, maybe, like, for peons, 
Hey, but, but for I don't people know. that are people that are in in the business, apps are dead, dude. There's no apps. I'm just saying, apps are dead. Plenty of businesses are still out there trying to get apps. Sure, that's fine. They can spend ten, twenty grand to develop an app. Right. Okay, and in two, three years, it's not going to matter because there's not there's going to be no apps. It doesn't matter. You see what I'm saying? I'm just trying to read what they what possibly went through their head. Tell me what possibly could have gone through their head. Explain to me that. That their old-timey thinking is, well, we need an app, not a web page, an app. Nick, and this is what I want the app to do. The database, the database is a progressive web app. Okay, Buddy, it I'm works, just throwing it, works, it out. It works exactly like an app. Okay. For what for whatever reason they didn't reach out and be like, hey, can you create this as an app? I get that, I get that. Unless they did, and you're not sharing that information with me. Well, I mean, I'm not gonna share all the information. Again, I don't know what's covered in the in the or not. Well, then this is a half of an argument. Sure, absolutely. Or half of a discussion. You're absolutely right. At this point. What you have told me, it feels like the database is still for a different audience. Sure. It feels like this app is mainly to be used. I mean, I could be using Comixology the same way. Absolutely. Other, like, oh, great, I get to rate my comic. And then when I go back to read it a second time, I can look at my star rating and be like, no, that's a hot piece of garbage. Let's go to the next comic. Sure. Sure. And my, my, other than... my, my only thing is, Nick, hmm. 99% of what's in this app already, I can already do. The content itself that's not there now, all it needs was a, hey, yes, you can put the content there. Okay? And then I can open it to everybody. Mm-hmm. Everything's done. All they had to do was fucking ask me, hey, do you want to do this? Okay? And well, it, it sounds it, it, it would, sounds it like six months. Nothing. It sounds like six months ago they were picking your head about your website, but really picking out information that you were sharing with them to try to future proof, quote unquote, what they needed for this app. That would be my sure. guess. Sure. Like right now, you are feeling like the guy who invented the Big Mac for Ray Kroc. Sure. Like. Okay, you got Employee of the Year statue and a fantastic trip and maybe a little bit of money that year. But you're not going to... You just created the Big Mac. Like, at this point, like, they could have come... After having all these discussions with you, and I don't know how many... I mean, you never share this type of stuff. I mean, you're very good with the NDA. And I've respected that, and I've never pushed you on knowing any of this insider knowledge, to be fair. Um, But it definitely feels like they got up to a point where logically they should have just been like, I wonder if he can create this as well as put on a Comixology readable library service. And then you would have said, it's already there, guys. That's what I'm saying. All I know. I'm saying saying that... That Can you do this? And I'd be like, bro, asked. yes, it's done. That's how, I, that's how I use it. Nobody else can use it that way because then that would be illegal. 
I can use it that way because I bought the shit and I put my own shit on there. You see what I mean? Oh, I know. And I just think that they didn't go far enough with those questions, that line of questioning. And for sure. whatever reason, who the hell knows? It could have been one of the upper up people who are like, hey, my brother-in-law, he creates apps. Let's give that to him. Sure. Like, it could have been as easy as keep it in the family. I don't know. Sure. But you would think after all of the cheer, and I've how many times have I said this to you? After the years of cheerleading for the company creating this, not ever getting sponsored by them, and sure, you get stuff ahead of time. I mean, okay. Yeah, great. I don't fucking read it, so who gives a shit? Uh, still, you do. Uh, not every fan gets that that access but still it wasn't like here's a monetary help that we can do for you martin so you've never gotten a penny at least from what you've told me that's true and it's amazing that this opportunity comes up they obviously know exactly what you're doing and your talent level and yet it never was extended, even in just a curiosity case. Like, it'd be one thing if you came back and you were four times more expensive than any other app developer out there. Sure. Then they'd be like, eh, business-wise, we understand he's been loyal, but we gotta go in a different direction. Right. So, does that sting? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That should, yeah, you should feel justified there. But also, they're not adding all of the variants. They're not adding all of the uber big whale collector stuff that come to the database. Yeah, but who do you think keeps them afloat, Nick? Hey, I'm just saying, Pally. I know. I, I don't. Know, I, I know. What, I know what you're saying. All these uber people, sure. Do they buy digital copies just because they're blind and they need to have everything? Probably. Mm-hmm. And I, my guess is Valiant is hoping that all of these whales will buy their product from them, thinking that, ooh, now maybe I'll get this, you know, group mass email that will allow me to buy something that through Comixology I could never buy. Well, you know, A, those people don't buy digital comics. I'm, I'm I'm just talking Uber collectors that I, I, think I gotcha. that they have to have everything. B, those people use a database, and C, those people are the ones that pay for the database to exist. Yeah, I know. I absolutely know. I'm just trying to think from the Valiant mindset. Hmm. Well, maybe that's why they uh, don't have books breaking eight thousand copies a month. You know what I mean? Yeah, it seems like they're going after a very small select group core audience with that. Like, I mean, I don't hear anything that you're telling me about this new app. What would be my incentive to buy my comics through them? I I only buy them when they're on sale. So is the Valiant app going to sell... Is their sale price going to be $0.49 cents instead of $0.99? Cents? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But even if it was, do I want to separate out both of my libraries? Sure. Like, I would have to know, like, oh, I can... The Valiant 
app, now I want that to reach out to my Comixology purchases and be able to give me all the all of those. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sure that they can't. But that's what I would want as a reader, because I don't want to be ping pong balling between both of them. But here's the thing, Nick. Okay, so I'm not going to throw actual numbers. Let me let me throw up some made up numbers, which may or may not be close to reality. So if if half of the people that reportedly read Valiant use the database, and if eh, let's just say roughly 150 percent of people that buy Valiant listen to Valiant Sedge podcast, mm-hmm. what would you piss me the fuck off? Hmm. I think I well. Do you really want to go down this line? Sure, let's go down this line. Okay, uh, I think I've talked to you probably off record about this. I think that they think by giving you advance notice of stuff, giving you access to uh, some of the higher up people as well as talent as well as giving you advanced copies or sending you variants, you know, they send out Paul some variants and, and trades for, you know, whatever, for personal use or to give away. I think that they think that that entitles them ownership over, and maybe it's the NDA, I don't know, but ownership over... Well, we have Martin under our wing. Like he's not going to say anything. We told him. We told him to take down that uh, blog. Yeah, guess what? Guess what came down? That's right. Yeah, but guess what? I don't read it, and they, surely they know I don't fucking give a shit because I say it on every episode of the fucking Valiant Central podcast. I don't read the fucking shit. I don't give a two shits about it. Okay. I go out and I buy the comics and I read them when I buy them. So surely they know that that's not the thing, especially after the thing, the incident. We'll say we'll we'll call it the incident. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which you remember the incident? Yeah, I just referenced it. Yeah. I don't know, Nick. I don't get it. And I told you that you shouldn't have to back down unless they started to pay you. You're oh. not an employee. The The NDA does not make you an employee. You are absolutely correct. You are correct. But I do feel like they feel like they have a little ownership over, over you because they grant you access, whatever that is, physical product or access to creators. And I don't think that's right. You are correct again. But could they have thrown you a bone and been like, hey, we're thinking about developing this. Do you want to consult or do you want to develop it? Or what do you think about this? Or we're thinking about going down this road. Do you see any roadblock? You know what? Like, How hard would that have been, Nick? I'm shocked that they wouldn't have thought of your skill set after, especially if what you say is correct that six months ago – they were asking you these type of questions, and now all of a sudden, six months later, here comes an app that just gets plopped down, yet 
everything else that you get is two months ahead of time. How hard would that have been? Well, Listen, it wouldn't have been here's hard. The, here's, here's the thing. I'm not even saying, hey, why am I not doing this app? All they had to do was ask. Hey, would you want to do this? Now, granted, I, now, granted but I don't, after all this, I probably would have said no, because to be honest, I don't have the time right now. Okay. Now, if they said, hey, would you want to do this? We'll pay you X, and X is what I'm already making, or more, then sure. But guess what? I guarantee you it's probably not X or more. You know what I'm saying? I, To be honest with you, I could see you doing it as a side project because you feel like you want it done right. And if you're in charge of it, if you're in control of it, it'll be done right because guess what? You care about the brand. Mm-hmm. When push comes to shove, you do. Sure. But for them not to even think... Not that, like, they they should not be conditioned to be like, hey, we're going to help this guy out. Hey, we're going to include him. They don't have to. They don't have to do anything like that. But going back to the incident, that should have pretty well showed you what they think. I think it, it's getting you in line is putting you on the NDA. Sure. And whatever extra access you get compared to me, you should just be thankful that that's what you're getting. Because we could instantly take all that access away. Well, guess what? That didn't work last time because I told him to fuck himself. I know, but you're under NDA. Anyways. That story. I mean, gonna, trust that, me. Listen, that story's going to come out in public one of these days. I'm just saying. You know by now, I'm just fucking pissed. You know what's really screwy? and is a big power play is if VCP just disappeared. Thought about it. And then how many other, granted, there's other Valiant podcasts out there. So, of course, one will rise to the top, and that's where all the listeners will shift over to. I mean, it's just, it's listener habit. But at this, like, after the incident... I I would have been treading so lightly even even if I love the universe and love the people that work there, blah blah blah. It's like, hmm, well that shows something that I don't know if I like. But that's just me. Sorry, I'm on, on Twitter replying to uh someone at Valiant. Well, that that's all that always works good for recording podcasts during. Yeah. What are you writing a book? Tweet. That seems like it took longer than 144 characters. Well, you know, I wrote it, and I had to think about it, and I deleted it, and then I rewrote it, and then I deleted it, and I rewrote it. I just said, hmm. fuck it, tweet. Hmm. New Night Allegiance site is coming, Nick. How about that? Let's talk about good stuff. There's a, a 25th anniversary Wildstorm hardcover. Ooh. Coming out, I believe, in July. Um, hmm. 
it's going to have uh, some like a lot of new content. They're re-releasing uh, Authority 13 and 14 in black and white, unedited. Interesting. Because apparently, oh. apparently they had to rewrite and redraw like half of those issues, uh, half of each oh. of those issues. Was this the 9-11? The, uh, yes. And there's a lot I'm of... Sorry? Uh, yes. And there's some uh, oh. kind of... How do I want to say this? We'll just say like making fun of Legion of Superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so DC had uh, Miller rewrite those issues. Sure. Anyways, they're they're releasing the original issue with the original uh, narrative and original art in uh, in this trade. There's That's a, neat. Uh, there's a brand new authority story by Ellison Hitch. Wow. There's gonna be a new um, I think it's a new Deathblow story from Jim Lee. Huh. Um. Let me find this. There we go. A new Brett Booth, Norm Rappin, Backlash story. Hmm. Three-page, Brandon Choi, Jim Lee, Deathflow story. A J. Scott Campbell and Scott Williams, Gen 13. Majestic World's End by Abnett and uh, Neil Gouge. And a five-page, Wildcast 2.0 by Christos Gage and Dustin uh, Gwen. Wow. Yeah, a lot of new content in it, dude. That sounds like a lot of pages. No kidding. I don't know what the price is on this thing. August 23rd. There you go. Let me find this. Surely, but, God, I'm about to pre-order some shit. Hang on. Yeah. Let me get on To Amazon. the Amazons. But who knows? You you kept saying, like, three-page story, five-page story. So who the hell knows how big it is? Yeah, but those are original things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Surely there just be more content than just that. I don't expect it to be more than like 300, 315 pages. That'd right. be... Here we go. I All found right. it. Okay. You are correct, Nick. 300 pages. Hey! Uh, let's see. twenty nine ninety nine, twenty six 26 bucks Ooh. on Amazon. That's not a, that's not a bargain. No, that isn't. But I like the price point at twenty nine bucks. Yeah, that means it's gonna be just the shit. Absolute Wildcats might need that. <laughs> what? That's a fucking ripoff. What? Absolute Wildcats collects Wildcats one through thirteen, thirty one, fifty, Cyberforce one through three. Hundred mm-hmm. fucking dollars, bro. Yeah, it's an absolute, Pally. For fucking 15, 16, 18 issues? Nope. Those are expensive. Nope. Those absoluties. Dude, I've got all these in floppies. They cost me a quarter apiece. Yeah, but now it's time to invest because it, the big paper stock, they're huge. <sighs> hardback. It would be nice to have it in hardback, though. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Let's throw that in the cart. Nothing, you don't need to buy it, but throw it in that oh, cart. Oh, man. Batman the Flash, the Button Deluxe Edition. Ooh, I might get that. 
Is that the is is it just like their DC Rebirth where it was just one issue? It was for sixteen ninety nine. Four issues. Oh okay. Uh, thirteen eighty five. That still smokes my pole that they did that. Oh god, that's not until October. I already own these. I don't even like Tom King's Batman. Fuck that. I'm not ordering that. <laughs> not ordering that. Wow. No hardbacks for you. Change of plans. Surely there's something I can buy on here. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know. What else you got for me, Nick? Nothing, dude. Really? Yeah, that's it. Well, I guess we have been recording for like three days. (laughs) Hey, this isn't an open bar episode. And we've been recording for two and a half hours. See, look at that. And this podcast actually made sense, unlike that one. I know, that's why it's going to be great. Dude, they kept on bugging me about sending this file so they can finish the uh, the recording of it. I'm like, yeah. dude, it's not coming out for weeks anyway. I'm not putting that out as the 100th episode. <laughs> it's going to be at least two more weeks. You know what I mean? Absolutely. God damn it. We need to figure out what we're doing for uh, episode 100. Hell yeah. Anyways. As long as we're recording on a Friday so we can do an extendo. Oh boy. Oh my god, I have audible credits? What's happening right now? Now you can get something. Uh, Man. This has been episode 99 of the Nerd Legion podcast. If you think I'm wrong, go fuck yourself. If you think I'm right, go fuck yourself. I'm just kidding. I love you all. Whether you like what I said or not, I don't care. Go read some uh, some Catalyst Prime, though. That shit is fucking good. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Free on, that's free it. on Comixology. Free on Comixology. At Nick Wedmore, at Geekvine, at Nerdy Legion. Uh, I think that's it. See you next time. Bye.